Christmas. Will you stand with me? I will be unapologetically catering to your children this morning and starting the set off with jingle bells. <laughs> but so they don't feel left out. Now can you hear me? Merry Christmas, by the way. Here we go. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Over the fields we go. That's right. Laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring. Making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleigh. Tonight. Come on, parents. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Here we go, dashing. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh, over the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and see a second song tonight. We sing it out. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, The biggest choir I have ever seen. Oh my goodness. I have one more for the kiddos. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year again. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You guys probably all know the lyrics to this, huh? It's been years. Glad tight. The tidings we bring to you and your kid. Cut tidings for Christmas and a happy new year. We wish, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Has anyone ever had figgy pudding actually? I haven't, to be honest. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding.
sticky pudding and a cup of good cheer. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. So bring it out here. We wish. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. One more time. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right, kids, that was your moment. It's time for your parents now. <laughs> if you were here last night, it was rinse and repeat for me. I wanted to show up in my slippers, <laughs> but I didn't. But today, today is obviously a very special day, and this is your gentle reminder to be fully present, whether in this room in these moments or with family that we don't fight over the small things because we have to remember the big things. We have to remember the importance of connection and being fully present for people and being love and light in this dark world. Amen. Oh, come ye faithful, joyful and child.
arguable but that's not that's not important what's important is the remembering Take a moment and think about the many blessings that God has allotted in your life this year and your journey. And this is our pause. This is our reprieve. All the shops are closed. There's nothing to buy. All the plans are made, and it's time to rest at the feet. We take that deep breath, and in gratitude, we say thank you. Thank you for your son, for his birth, and what that means to each of us in this room. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever. And love me, I pray. tender care and take us to heaven 
son's name we pray these things and the church said amen all right well good morning everybody good morning merry christmas merry christmas all right let me get this going there we are 
a Christmas celebration. I am so excited to celebrate with you all this morning. Um, as some of the staff members know, some uh, people know around me, it can be quite annoying. This is literally my favorite day of the year. I love this time. I love what Christmas is all about. I love being with family. I love being with friends and just having this great spirit of what today is. And I think we're going to experience that together this morning, I hope. Um, because, as I said, with family, and, and I truly believe um, that we're doing that this morning as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are still getting together with our family and everybody at home watching as well, that we are spending time with our family, that we are um, and truly experiencing what today is about. Uh, I am, a, like I said, I'm a very festive person. This time of year um, fills my brain with like amazing memories growing up. Um, I had a um, a dad that is a super big Christmas fan as well. Um, he's the kind of person that he had a, a CD player in his car, and it had multiple CDs, and year-round, at least one of the CDs that was in there was a Christmas album. So we listened to Christmas songs in July and September and all the year around. Um, and I loved that. I love it. I, this is, I love everything about it. I love Waking up, I love the gifts, I love the excitement. Like I said, I love just being around people. Um, there seems to be a, a true sense of um, happiness that goes along with Christmas a lot of times. Uh, if you're not feeling 100% festive, catch a look at Pastor Bob on your way out and look at his vest. It will probably make you a little bit, it will bring you a little bit more festi- festivity today. Um, but today really is the day of our celebration. It's the day that we get to spend and just celebrate about the coming of our Savior, the birth and the life that he lived. We're going to, I mean, it's only appropriate, I think, to start within Luke um, with this scripture, because this is the, the verse, this is the scripture about what, what today is. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. That is obviously Jesus that we are talking about in this. I hope you all know that that is here, that that's what this verse goes with. Um, and it is. It's, and I love the, the idea of we're celebrating the birth, we're celebrating um, Jesus coming as a child, being born in a manger. Um, but what I, I really think is that it goes, that Christmas... It, it, the the idea of it is this, and even when I was a kid, like I was like, cool, Jesus was a baby. I guess we celebrate it was a baby. Great, give me gifts, give me stuff. I I, I get the wise men, cool, celebrate as a baby. But the, you know the true the true celebration of of this is is the um, prophecy that was coming true in this, the Savior being born, not just the birth, not just the the baby that was Christ, but the life that He lived after the um, all of the fulfillment that he gave and, and dying on the cross and being a part of it and just being our savior. That is what I think the overall um, celebration of today is. And that's what I really want to hit on today. Like I said, I, growing up and even now, sometimes it's hard for me to um, like feel that, understand that, because there's so much other stuff going on that is so exciting. I, I watch Christmas movies. I do, all this, I do all this stuff. I go out. We go to Christmas lights. Me and we walk around. I, with the youth, we do Christmas parties, and we did an overnighter where we watched Christmas movies all, the whole night and played games, and it can get really, um, I don't want to use the word confusing, but it, you can get tied in to 
missing the celebration. And last night we had an amazing Christmas Eve service, and, and, it, and I think it, like things like that put me in a, in a good headspace, and it reminds me, it's like, oh yeah, this is what we're doing. We're celebrating together. We're doing this. It's not just a celebration of a, of a guy in, with a red hat and a red coat giving us gifts. It's so much more than that. It is not just a one-day thing. It is a lifetime thing. And that's why, thinking of Christmas year-round, why I, I love it so much. Because it's, it's not just a today thing. I really don't believe that. I really believe what this whole season is about, or as, as we could say, the, the spirit of Christmas is all about, should be year-round. The promises aren't just true for today. They're not just true for me today when I open my gifts and it reminds me, oh yeah, yeah, th- this is a great promise because I get stuff. It's, it's so much more than that. And it's a lifetime of promises. Um, I also understand that not everybody is like me. Not everybody, as soon as Thanksgiving is over, gets super excited and is like, yes, we're coming. I understand that, you know, and I know people that this time of year is hard. It can be very stressful. Um, for some, it can feel like when it's a time, like I said, all these things where it's like we're spending time with family, it can feel lonely, it can be hard. Uh, I, I understand that, but I think with today's message, like I said, it's a, a Christmas celebration, and we're going to dive into why do we celebrate. This is a celebration for everybody. No matter how we feel about this season, no matter what's going on, there is today still an amazing reason to celebrate. And we can do it. Um, we're going to be looking at, um, kind of doing a little bit, and we've been doing it the whole month, and, and Pastor Bob lit, our, lit the candles last night. We're going to kind of be doing uh, a little bit of a rehash of, of what Advent is. I think that, and I've, um, in junior high and high school uh, this month, I actually spoke on Advent multiple, like, multiple times, uh, because I, I really do believe, like, I think that this is where, in these, in these promises of Advent, where we find, in the celebration, where we find uh, the spirit of Christmas. I do. I think that it is, and it's something that, other than the four weeks leading up to Christmas when we light the candles, I think that all of these promises that are Advent are true every day. I do. Um, and I love the idea of Advent being a preparation season. We do it for the upcoming weeks. We do it for the, for the four weeks leading up to Christmas. So we, and I think it's a great time that we prepare ourselves mentally and we pre- prepare our heart for the celebration of today and not letting us forget what it actually is. Um, and as we go through this, I, like I said, these are all things so that I think if we thought about all the time, we could celebrate year-round. Because it isn't, like I said, just true today. It is all the time. These promises don't leave us. These, uh, um, Pastor Bob talked about gifts last night. These gifts that we get, these Advent, this, these Advent ideals really are gifts from, from God. And they're not just gifts for one day that we get to open. They're gifts that live inside of us all the time. So why do we celebrate Christmas is, is really um, the main idea. Why? And, and like I said, we, we read Luke and, and we say, well, yeah, well, Jesus was born, even though, as also Pastor Bob said last night, Jesus wasn't technically born on December 25th, probably, but it is the day that we choose to celebrate it. So, yes, I understand we, Jesus was born um, 
and and we celebrate that because he is our savior and and that's awesome but i i think i really do think the reason why we celebrate goes so much deeper than that it goes so much deeper than a baby in a manger which is jesus in the manger i i i think it goes well beyond that so you guys have a couple couple um blanks on if you have an outline um there's four we're going to talk about um, why do we celebrate today? Why are we celebrating? Like I said, our hearts have been prepared. We've done this Advent. We, our, our minds have been prepared. I hope you guys woke up and this was a, a thought. It was a thought for me this morning, mainly because I, had, I, I was teaching this this morning, so it was obviously a thought when I woke up, and last night, and for the weeks leading up. But, and it put me in a good space, but I, I, I look at it, this, these why do we celebrate, and, and it refreshes my brain. It, it really does make me understand. So the first um, blank on that, and like I said, we're, we're really hitting on the Advent um, theme, is we have hope. Why do we celebrate? Why do we celebrate on Christmas? It is because we have hope. We, this truth is of today really is. Uh, like I said, we're going to read in Isaiah in a second. But this truth of today is our hope. The, the fact that Christ was born, that we had a Savior... Our hope lies in this. Our hope lies that the fact that this happened. And in Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7, it says, for, us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with, righteous, <clears throat> and with righteousness from this time forward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And this is our hope. This was written before Jesus was born. This is Isaiah. And this is the prophecy of Jesus being born. This is the prophecy of today. Um, Pastor Bob has been using this in his, in his uh, series this month a lot. Um, and with this, with this child being born, the son being given, where his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God, this is our hope. The fact that this came, that this came to be, that this happened, is where we have our hope. Where we find our celebration of hope today. Because this wasn't just written, and, and this is, I feel extremely blessed that I get to read this, and then I, before I get to read Luke, because I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. If I read this, and Luke was not written yet, it would feel hard to understand. It would feel like, yeah, but you know, we're still waiting. So if we're still waiting, we don't have to do that here. It was written. We have a savior. They're here and we get to experience that. And I feel so blessed that we get to do that because before, well, this was written before Jesus came. There was still hope in this. There was still hope that there would be a savior to come, but our hope gets to lies and, and lie in something that happened. Something that we can read, something in Luke that we can see. We can celebrate the hope that we have that us here in this, in this church today, that this isn't it. That because of this, 
of Christ being born in a manger, because of this prophecy, we have a Savior that has gifted us into eternal life. So, we, like I said, this is just, like I said, that's the, the first candle of Advent. We have this hope. In Romans, it says, Romans fifteen thirteen. it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Something also that, and, and, I, and we're going to see a lot of the, the Advent tie-ins are also, um, like a, a, another um, thing used with gifts, it is a lot of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we see it here. We, um, when Jesus left us, we were given with the Holy Spirit, his spirit, so that his hope will fill us. And he is, he is a God of hope. He wants, like I said, I know Christmas is not for everybody. I love it. It's for me. I, I really enjoy it. But he wants us like, to know like, no matter what this is, like, no matter what this season has looked like, no matter what your life has looked like, no matter if it's been, uh, it feels like it's been, and we've all gone through hard, whether it feels hard or whether it feels good, no matter what is going on today, tomorrow, yesterday, that there is hope to be filled in us. That we get to experience a feeling of hope that no matter what happens, we have a Savior that cares for us, a Savior that died for us, and a Savior that we get to spend um, eternity with. And I, and I do believe that it, when we feel this Spirit, that, and it says that we may abound in hope, that's a gift. Like I said, Pastor Bob talked about gift. That is a gift from God that we get to experience this hope. And like I said, I feel blessed that we get to have the New Testament now and, and not just reading Isaiah going, oh, I have hope that it's going to happen. But we get to see that it did happen too. And our hope can lie in that. Um, the second thing that we, can, that we can celebrate, we have peace. This is the second candle. We have peace. Um, peace is described uh, in, on, on Google as freedom from disturbance or tranquility. <laughs> Um, I, I will be honest, the thought of this, of this season, as much as I love it, um, peace is not usually the first word that comes into mind. Peace is like one of the farthest words that, that, that I think of. Um, I, the day before, two days ago, the day before Christmas Eve, me and Rachel were driving around. Luckily I didn't have to go to any stores or any malls. I, I had my stuff. But we had to drive. We drove by a mall because her, her um, parents lived by one. The line to get in that thing was—it must have been a mile down, because it was all the way down and then a turn and like three more lights. And I looked at that and I was like, "Oh, first of all, it's like, oh, they're they're making me wait just to get on the freeway. I, uh, this this adds five minutes to my trip. <laughs> this." Is, I am not filled with tranquility about this. This season, going to stores, buying things, on um, running and trying to, to see everybody I can. It's not the, peace is not the first idea I think about with Christmas. It just isn't. But we get to celebrate peace today because we are promised peace. We are gifted peace in this life. From Jesus, and what does that? And we're going to look at John fourteen. This verse goes with it. Um, this is Jesus talking 
about he is upcoming in John 2, um, getting ready to go up to Jerusalem, getting ready to die. And his disciples, as he's telling them these things, you know, it's a little, it, it, it was obviously a little like, ooh, this is getting a little scary. And this is what he, he's telling them. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as this world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. What a beautiful thing Jesus told, told them. This pro- and like I said, a lot of these things where, where I say it's, sometimes it's hard for us to get out of our ideals about ourselves in this day. This promise with the disciples and with his, with his followers was not just for them, but it is to explain what he is leaving us with in this earth. Like I said, a lot of these things go with the Holy Spirit. When we are left with his, with, um, his Spirit, one of the things he is leaving us is his peace. Now there's a big thing in this verse that where I said, like, waiting in line at the mall, it, go, it doesn't really go with that. It is a different kind of peace because it says, not as this world gives. Do I give you? This world does not give us peace. This world, actually, it feels like a lot of times, gives us the opposite of peace. It gives us craziness. It, it, tranquility, like I said, when I think of things this world has given me, tranquility is not one. But the peace that I find in this time, in this season, the peace that I find in Christ is, goes a lot with hope. That no matter how crazy this world is and when I'm looking for things from this world, I have a Savior. And I have His Spirit with me. And there has been... And I have, a, like I said, I have a promise of, of what comes afterwards. And it does... I've had multiple times in my life where I've, where I've been going through things and I'm like, I just don't know what to do but pray and, and ask God and, and talk to him and, and let his spirit fill me because I have nothing else to do at this point but that. And that promise reigns true. When I've asked for it, when I've asked God, please, I just need some peace, I do find peace. I find a comforter. And I find a promise that what this world has to give me is nothing compared to what the baby that was born in a manger that we celebrate has. And the whole idea with peace is, is we, have a, we have a father that loves us and is willing to bring us peace. And it goes all throughout this whole story. Like I said, this, the story of Christmas is so much more than just a baby. It is the life. And he loves us, and he cares about us, and he wants us to feel peace. It can be a crazy time, but he wants us to feel his peace. Um, Number three, we have joy. Candle number three, we have joy. Now, this one feels right. This one with Christmas, like I said, peace and hope. It's like, okay, I get it. You think about it, peace really doesn't. Joy feels right for like what normal Christmas season is. I think of Christmas, and I think of beautiful colors and all of this, and and, um movies and things like that and spending time with family and I think of joy. This one fits for me. But true joy is extremely different than what I think I'm describing. We have joy in this world that goes beyond Christmas movies, goes beyond eating delicious Christmas cookies, spending time with family, we have a joy 
that this child that was born fulfilled the prophecy that we find our faith in, that no matter what is going on, no matter how crazy it is, that we have a father that we get to spend time with, that we get to spend eternity with, and we have a life that is worth saving. That God looked at us on, for this time, and he looked at us and, and said that you and me and everybody, not just us in this room, but everybody out there, is a life that is worth saving. And I am willing to save it. I'm going to send my son to save it. We could see joy in 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not know I'm sorry, you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy. This is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is Peter talking. We can't, like I said, the difference in Luke is that we can't see Jesus right now. Though, and it it says it, though we don't see him, but we believe in him, we can rejoice with joy. When we sing in here, on, on Christmas Eve, where we see in here, we, get to, we are filled with joy because we, we have something to rejoice about. We have something to be filled with joy about. I, I really think that this verse speaks, speaks a lot for itself. I mean, it says what, where we can find our joy, it is the, out, the obtaining of the outcome of our faith and the salvation of our souls. The fact that we have salvation, the fact that we have a Savior, there is nothing that can bring us a greater joy than that. I think, and I, and I talked about this a couple months ago with, with our, um, our teens, um, there's a big difference between happiness and joy. And I think that on, in this world, we kind of get confused about what they are a little bit, a lot of times. Happiness is, and what, I, and what I've kind of like, de- like deemed it down to be is happiness is an emotion that can come and go quickly. I've been happy for 20 seconds and then been unhappy 20 seconds later. Something good happened, yes, and then I turn around and go, it didn't happen, and I'm like, dang it. Now I'm sad. Happiness leaves sometimes. It's great when it happens. Joy does not leave. The promise of our salvation does not leave. The promise of Christ coming, dying on the cross, being with us, Loving us, leaving his, his spirit, does not go away. And I think that is where our joy is found. We have one more blank. We have love. The big L word, as, as I like to think about it, the word that can be really difficult to understand at times. Um, and sometimes where it feels like, gosh, I, just, I love this person, but I don't understand it sometimes. <laughs> Love is, is where I think, and this is a good end one, a good last candle of Advent, because I think all of these other things are from love. I think the, the gift of hope, peace, and joy are coming out of God's love for us. The fact that we get to have and feel these things is because of his love. In Romans eight thirty eight and 39, it says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a beautiful verse. 
nothing, the promise of love, the gift of love, there is nothing that can take that away, take away God's love from us. He loves every single one of us. He loves people that aren't here. He loves people in your families. He loves me. He loves you. He loves this world. And there is nothing that can separate us from that. That's the whole reason that, he, that all of this is done. The whole reason that we, that we light these candles, the whole reason that Jesus was born was because of his love. And obviously, the most obvious verse to go with this, the, one that, the first verse everybody learns, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The ultimate reason of celebration. There is no greater celebration than this. His love was so great for us. His love was so pure that he sent us a savior. Like I said, I use that, that we are life worth saving to him. And he sent us a way to be saved. There is no greater thing to celebrate than this, than his love. And his love brings in all of the aspects of who he is. You see it in his teachings, you see it in his life, the way he talked to people, the way he cared about people, the way that he just came and the way that he died, he loved us. The reason he left us his spirit, where we get a lot of these ideas about it, the reason he left us his spirit is so when he was leaving this earth, his love could still be expressed through us. I have one more slide, and it's not on your outlines, but I talked about why we celebrate and why I think we can, we can have a reason to celebrate. And I think that all of these things are an amazing reason to celebrate. I think that we can find such great celebration in this. But I'm going to challenge us as well on how we celebrate. I'm just changing one of the words. How do we celebrate today? How do we celebrate Christmas? How do we celebrate a Savior coming? We spread everything that we are receiving. Pastor Bob last night used... Um, Scripture about joy, but I think it fits into all these aspects where we are filled with this so much, we are overflowing. Church, I, if we, this is not, like I said, this is not just a gift for me, it is not just a gift for you. This is a gift that we can spread with people, that we can show people, that we as have a love for people, that we go out, that we fill them with hope, with peace, with joy, and with love, because that is what we have been given, that is what we are promised, and that is what I hope that we would want to express in other people's lives. I love the fact that I get to, to do this job, and I get to spread these things as much as possible, so much so I get to be here and do it. I, I enjoy this so much. Because I really do believe, the moment that I became saved, I was a senior in high school, and I, I talked about that nothing can separate us from God's love. I was trying to extremely separate myself. I grew up in the church. I wasn't, like, super happy where I was, and then I, I hit a moment where I could not run away from God's love anymore. And on that moment, I... Uh, baptized in front of people. I accepted God's love for, the, for like really the first time that I understood what it was. 
And the only thing I, like, my promise that I made was, I said, whatever you want me to do, I will do it, is what I said. And what I really meant by that is, whatever you want me to spread that I get to feel right now, I'm going to do it. Because why, how can I hold this in? These are gifts that we're given. These are amazing things that we get to have. And I challenge us today that in your celebration of Christmas, that you go out and you spread what God has already given you. That to everybody, like I said, I know this time is not for everybody, but we do not know who it can, who it can change and who it can affect and what, who just needs these gifts. And I think that like when, when we use words like Christmas spirit, I think that this is the true Christmas spirit. These ideas, these things that we can give to other people, there is no greater gift than the gift of salvation and the gift of hope and peace and love and joy. So, I think we should start today. I think it's a good day to start if we're not already started. But this is something, like I said, that I think goes well beyond today. These ideas are not just today. We don't just celebrate this today. I think that we go and we start and we do this celebration every day. And we spread his truth and his love every day. I usually do, it's going to sound crazy, a lot of times in my past when with, with teenagers, I, I do two Christmas celebrations a year a lot. Uh, it, can sound, it sounds crazy, but I do one in July because I think all of these, and it has to do with these things. I think that these ideas, these things are so powerful and, and that they should be mentioned again so we don't lose that spirit. And I don't want us to lose that spirit. I hope you guys go out and I hope you spread this. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Um, we here at Grace Point love you, and we are happy to spend it with you. Um, so go and spread God's love. Let's pray. Let's close it up. Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we get to have. Lord, thank you for this message, God. Thank you for um, the, the powerful nature of, of your hope and peace and joy and love, God, and that it, it surrounds us and it fills us no matter what. No matter if we try to separate ourselves from it, God, no matter if we try to um, ignore it, God, but that you fill us with it anyways, God. We thank you for you sending your only son. Lord, we thank you for the child that was born to be our savior. You being born to be our savior, to, to go for us and to die for us, Lord. Um, Lord, I just ask that we don't forget it and that we spend all of our days celebrating it. In your name, amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. Love incarnate, love divine. Starving angels gave a shine. Bow to brave on pens and leave. The And unto us a child is born He shall reign forevermore Oh well, oh well Come and see what God has done Oh well, 
Church, have a seat for just a moment. I'm going to get you out of here real soon. I, I promise that. I, we're glad you're here with us on Christmas Day, but we want to get you out of here. We got. I want you to be able to have time with your family too. But there is just one thing that I wanted to say. Um, this is my first Christmas at Grace Point Church. It's also true for Josh and, and for Sierra. And uh, what an amazing family to be able to spend Christmas with here. Um, case in point, if you were here last night, you already heard this, but this is so amazing, I want, to, I want you to hear it twice anyway. So uh, we had those shoe boxes. If, let me back up. We make shoe boxes every year for Central Shalom. We, we fill them up with uh, Christmas gifts and toys, and we take them down to, uh, to Tijuana, Mexico, with our, our partner Central Shalom, and they distribute them. This year, I challenged us to make more than we have before, 500 boxes. And, you know, 
I knew that that's a little bit of a risky thing to do. What if this event is a dud and we don't have 500 people and we got all these boxes left over? Um, and that, that risk level went up when I saw that you guys brought in 800 boxes. You, you blew our, our cap way off and uh, we, we brought all those boxes down and uh, I said, we've we got to make this event a success. And so uh, some folks went down with me uh, some of them are here today. We went down to Tijuana. We, we passed out invitations to get people to come to the Christmas event at Central Shalom on uh, last Sunday, the 18th. And, um, and guys, I, I, uh, if you were here last night, you saw some pictures. It was a huge event. They had uh, probably 1,000 people, and uh, about 600 of them were kids. And so everyone got a, a Christmas gift and went home with it. That was amazing. And think about the implications of that. That means that if we brought only 500 boxes, we would have had to turn people away at the door because there was just that many. But we had more than enough. Um, and we knew that there was a, a risk of having too many gifts, more gifts than kids. What would we do? Well, in Mexico, there's a, a holiday called uh, Kids Day. We have, they have Mother's Day, Father's Day, but they have Kids Day too. And uh, we're going to repurpose those gifts for Kids Day if we needed to. But we got 200 boxes left, and we've raised the bar that 200 boxes on Kids Day isn't going to cut it. We need to find another outlet for these. And praise God for, for Elmo and his ingenuity. He took his team down to the children's hospitals, three different hospitals in Tijuana, Mexico, and he, he gave these extra boxes, these extra gifts that you guys put together to uh, kids who couldn't make it to that event. So they had a Merry Christmas, too. Guys, you guys are awesome. So... It's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a fun year. I'm grateful for you guys. You guys, have a Merry Christmas. Let me add my voice to the chorus of wishing you a Merry Christmas. We'll see you in 2023. On January 1st, we'll have just one service at 10 o'clock, exactly like today. January 8th, we're back to our normal schedule at 8.45 and 10.45. Only one more direction for you guys. As you leave, there's Christmas cookies under the gazebo. They need to go home. They need to go into tummies. So uh, help me out here. I don't know what we're going to do with, with leftover cookies, but let's do it, all right? God bless you guys. Merry Christmas one more time. Mercy.